0: what a happy Monday. Welcome into another edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. Jake Wallace, Lindsey Goff along with you. And in the high school football world, Lindsey, we're getting kind of down to crunch time. Uh, We're already in the state playoffs in South Carolina. We'll talk a little bit about how our low country teams did. And then here in Georgia, we've got one week left in the regular season, but the penultimate week was also pretty eventful. I just wanted to get your takeaway from what was a – Pretty entertaining Friday night on the high school football front.
1: Yeah, Friday night feels like a month ago now, having Masters coverage all weekend, (laughs) I feel like. But it was a good Friday night, and I can't believe that we're already in the playoffs over in South Carolina, almost in the playoffs here in Georgia. I feel like it's really gone by like a blink of an eye. Um, I got to see New Hampstead and Islands on Friday night, both of them pulling off wins along with Windsor Forest Islands. We expected them to blow Savannah out on Friday night, and they did, but they got off to a rough start. They were picked on their first two uh, drives by Savannah, and, I mean, they eventually found the end zone at the end of the first quarter and never really looked back, but they almost seemed to be looking ahead a little bit there in the beginning, I think.
0: Yeah, a 16-0 win, they're not going to complain about it. But like you said, it did take them a little while to get it going, um, a big quarter there to, to kind of find their their way and find their way on the scoreboard. And New Hampshire with a win over Jenkins um, to clinch the three seed in that region for the Phoenix. And then Windsor Forest, a big win um, Friday night over Groves. Um, and that sets up. Uh, an inter- A game that a lot of folks are looking forward to this Friday night when Islands takes on Windsor Forest, the Sharks can clinch the city championship with a win if Windsor Forest wins and, and New Hampstead wins. We've got a three-way tie at the top. Um, but Islands can clinch it outright, finish with an undefeated regular season with a win over the Knights. But Jeb Stewart's team's been playing really, really well lately. Uh, that'll be a, a really good – uh, game over at Islands High School on Friday. I thought kind of what I saw out of Windsor Friday was, was what you expected. They played a Groves team that they were expected to, to blow out, and they did, um, but played well offensively, w- were balanced in, in run and pass, did whatever really they wanted to do. Um, and, and like you mentioned, the same way Islands did against Savannah, they, they won, did what they needed to do. And now we move ahead to this showdown on Friday night. As for New Hampshire, I thought that win over Jenkins was big for the Phoenix to bounce back after a a disappointing result against Islands. Um, But to give yourself a chance um, to get the three seed in the state playoffs, um, you'll still go on the road. But when you're that three seed, there's the potential. Maybe there's an upset. And you could be at home maybe – some things work in your favor, and then you get the two-seed instead of the one-seed. It's not always necessarily that you're going to get an easier matchup, uh, but the three-seed, you, you have a, or what seems like a little better chance of pulling off an upset. So New Hampstead will get the three-seed after taking down Jenkins Friday night at Memorial Stadium. We saw Vidalia clinch the region two double a championship in the first year under new head coach, Jason Cameron, the Indians have won six straight games. They dropped their first two of the season. They've won six straight. Now they'll host Swainsboro in the regular season finale on Friday, a chance to go undefeated in region play. And, We've, we've talked about this team for a while now because they were a team that everyone was so interested in going into the season with new head coach Jason Cameron, going to a team that has a ton of experience and a lot of talent. And we've seen, obviously, now this team improve week after week after week. They'll get to try to run the region table Friday – and that I think would be a huge step for Vidalia in a very competitive region.
1: Yeah, they're. Um, you know, you mentioned they lost their first two games of the season under head coach Jason Cameron, and I think everybody was kind of wondering, you know, will it take maybe this season, and they'll get it rolling next season at Vidalia. But the, the Indians really turned it around, and they haven't looked back since. You mentioned that winning streak. Um, so they're hosting the first. Playoff, the first round of the playoffs, excuse me. Um, yeah, Jason Cameron's got it rolling up there.
0: Yeah, so Vidalia with the region championship, they'll be at home the first two weeks of the state playoffs if they get out of the first round. And how about this? They'll confirm, they'll host Blackley County in the first round of the playoffs. The Royals are the four seed out of region three. And oh, by the way, the Royals beat Vidalia back on September 25th, 21-14. That's actually Vidalia's last loss the season so a little bit of a rematch i was talking to, to cameron a little earlier today um just kind of confirming that they will be playing blackley and, and asked him how much do you feel like your team's improved since you played the royals and and he said we feel like it's been a, a big turnaround and a lot of improvement he said more most importantly the players feel comfortable they're starting to feel comfortable in the offensive and defensive schemes And you can understand why those first two weeks, remember Vidalia had a game canceled due to some COVID issues. Why the first couple weeks, it might take a little while, uh, trying some new things out. So they'll get a chance to uh, get a little revenge on Blackley County in the first round of the playoffs, the Royals, of course, the home of five-star offensive lineman and Georgia commit Amarius Mims. So, uh, The Indians' defense will have to get past him, uh, but lost by seven about two months ago. They'll see if they can get a little revenge and move on into the second round. We have the state playoffs underway in South Carolina. The first round of the public school uh, playoffs was on Friday, and we saw two of our three area teams advance, Buford and Whale Branch, both doing so in blowout fashion. Buford over West Florence in a game they led at least 30 to nothing at one point. And now we'll host a top-10-ranked Myrtle Beach team on Friday. Whale Branch blows out Johnsonville, and they'll go on the road to take on Bamberg Earhart in a game between two top-10 Class A teams. We'll start with Buford, just a big win for the Eagles.
1: Yeah, they've they've really got things rolling in Buford. I know last week you talked, and they said, You know, they've been so close in years past and that the next step is to win playoff games. And you can check that one off the list. They did that. Now it's to continue to win those playoff games um, and continue to advance. And I I think the Eagles have a good shot this Friday night.
0: Yeah, they're going to host a Myrtle Beach team that is ranked. There was ranked sixth in the final regular season polls in class Four (laughs) a offensively very potent. They've averaged about 40 points a game this year, uh, but are coming in a little banged up. They've had some injuries over the last few weeks. They're not going to be at at full health when they travel to Buford Friday night. Uh, Nobody's ever at full health at this point in the season, um, but a a few key injuries for the Seahawks, and Buford's going to try to pull the upset Friday night at home. As for Whale Branch, they just rolled past the flashes of Johnsonville, and now we'll get a Bamberg Earhart team that's also very, very good. That'll probably be the, the one of the top games in all of the state playoffs, but especially in uh, the single-A bracket coming up Friday night. Uh, the third team from our area in the public school playoffs, May River, falling in overtime, a heartbreaker at North Augusta. The Sharks led uh, 10-0 at the end of the third quarter, end up falling in overtime after a North Augusta rally. Um We spoke with the Sharks earlier in the, earlier in the week, and they talked about how it was going to be a difficult challenge. They hadn't played a game in nearly a month uh, due to some bad luck and some COVID concerns. Um, But Rodney Summers has certainly helped build that program into one of the premier programs in our area and in Beaufort County, a tough loss, but you have to figure that this uh, Sharks team is going to bounce back and be ready to go in 2021. In the Skeeza State playoffs, we have a pair of teams that will be playing for state championships on Saturday, and they've been here before. Hilton Head Christian advancing to their second straight state title game with a 63-14 win over Petey Academy in the semifinals on Friday. The Eagles will play Carolina Academy in the state championship, and then Thomas Hayward will play for their third consecutive state championship, the Rebels with a 48-20 win over Dylan Christian Friday night. Lindsay will start with Hilton Head Christian. This offense just puts up numbers, and they continue to roll right along.
1: Yeah, they've had several pretty dominant performances throughout the playoffs. I've got to see them a few times. Um, excited to see them back at the state championship. I got to go last year, um, and they lost. So I, I imagine that they haven't forgotten that, and they would kind of like to change the tides a little bit and get a win. Um, both, both of those games are going to be played at Charleston Southern. I think that um, Hilton Head Christian has the noon game, and Thomas Hayward has the 530, if I remember correctly. Correct, yeah. So yeah, it's, it should be a fun Saturday in the skis of playoffs for
0: us. Thomas Hayward's going to take on Lee Academy as the Rebels look for their third consecutive state title and 10th state championship all time. so Just a dominant program. (laughs) Yeah, one of the programs in in South Carolina private school football, and uh, both with the potential to be adding some trophies to their trophy case here this week as state football champions. So coming up this week, besides those state championships and state playoff games in South Carolina, some some really intriguing games in the final week of the regular season in Georgia. We've got, of course, Windsor Forest and Islands, as we've talked about, as the Sharks will look to clinch the city championship. Windsor Forest can really muck it up a little bit with a three-way tie if the Knights are able to come out victorious. How about... In class A private, Savannah Country Day travels to Pooler to take on Savannah Christian. The Raiders can clinch the region championship with a victory over the Hornets. Calvary Day will host Aquinas. And both of these games have that have region implications. You know, Calvary can can clinch the two seed if they can beat Aquinas and, and Country Day loses and Christian wins. There's a lot of things that can happen here. And so we'll be watching both of these games here in Savannah. Here's how I
1: think about those four. You know the little cup game where, like, they put something under one of the cups and they mix them all up really fast, and then you try to remember which one was on top? That's how I feel about those four teams. (laughs) There's just a lot happening over there, and uh, it makes things interesting, but it can be hard to keep up with, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and four really good teams too. I think that's the thing that's, yeah. that's the most fun about it is is all four teams have shown at different times this year that they have a lot of talent and a lot of experience. Um, and so I don't, there's not going to be scoreboard watching per se, but you know the folks over in Pooler, both on both sides, Country Day and Christian are yeah. maybe going to be asking, hey, what's happening over at Calvary? Same thing over at Calvary, they'll be asking. Hey, what's the score in Pooler? Have you heard anything about what's happening in Pooler? So it should be a fun Friday night in that region. And then down in Baxley, Pierce County will go to Appling County as these two meet again for the Region 1 AAA title game. Both teams undefeated in Region. Appling County undefeated overall. Two really talented programs that are both used to this kind of moment. Pierce County's been there the last few years. They were able to take down the Pirates in Blackshear a year ago to win the region. I was there last year with great atmosphere at Bearville Stadium. Expecting something similar in Baxley as the Pirates and Bears battle for a region title. That game is going to be one to watch and uh, one that I'm looking forward to. Might be a little under the radar around the rest of the state with kind of this being the last week of the regular season and so many things to determine around the state. But don't sleep on the Bears and Pirates. Appling and Pierce is going to be a great contest for the Region 1 3A title. All right, Lindsay, you mentioned the Masters and how much attention that took, and rightfully so, uh, one of the pillars of the sports calendar. This year happening in November, and we have the world number one taking home his first career green jacket. Dustin Johnson pulls away from the field. Wins at 20 under, sets the Masters scoring record, ties a major scoring record in relation to par. This was Dustin's weekend, and he showed to me why exactly he is the world number one.
1: Yeah, I didn't get to watch the finish because I was out at Bacon Park, but when I went back through it all for the 11 o'clock newscast and was – pulling up the video and his interviews and stuff. uh, I felt really happy for him. He was emotional. He had his brother caddy for him. Um, You know, it it is a master's unlike any other because this year is unlike any other. Um, I'm sure it would have been cool to have patrons and to hear that roar when, you know, he clinches it and sets these records and things. But you could tell he was just so happy regardless of not having that many people out there to see it um, he grew up I think he said 30 minutes to an hour from Augusta National yeah Yeah, just super 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 cool Um, and he got the monkey off his back you know you talked about the the blown leads that he had had in the past four times and um, able to hold on to that lead and pull it off on Sunday I think is pretty incredible
0: He's a guy who seems ultra cool, never really shows a lot of emotion on the course, even in interviews. He he doesn't seem to be a guy that really wants to dig too deep into feelings or emotions or anything like that. Um, But but the post-round interview where he did get emotional, I think you could tell just how much that win meant to him. This is a guy that Everyone knows is when he's on, he's as good, if not better, than everybody else in the world at the game of golf, but it just has not clicked in majors. Only one major title, probably more failures at the major level than many other players can remember. You Even, you know, 2017, he came in as the world number one, the prohibitive favorite and then had to withdraw before round one with the the famous stairs incident. I think this is the kind of victory that can maybe loosen him up a little bit, as if he really needs to get any more loose. But this is a guy who has all the talent in the world. And the thing that struck me so much about this weekend, the guy shot 20 under par, two rounds of, of 65 during this week. And yes, this was, it was a scorable weekend. The conditions were a lot different. There was a lot of rain throughout the week. Clearly this was not your typical masters. Will we ever see 20 under again? Probably not, at least not for a long time, but Dustin made it look effortless at times. There were times where it just seemed like he was on cruise control and was Just birdie after birdie with eagles there was putting the ball incredibly well. Just seemed to be almost in, I'm here and I'm just going to win this tournament and there's nothing anybody can do about it mode. And that to me was the thing that should be scary for the rest of the competitors out there. If, If this guy is playing at that kind of level, there's not many people in the world that can Beat him, but even get close to how well he played. And so that was the thing I took away was this guy who has had some issues in majors. We mentioned 0 for 4 in closing out majors with a 54-hole lead. Went and just made it look easy at Augusta National. And as anybody who's ever played golf, watched golf can tell you, that's not a place you make look easy a whole lot. And so now we've got just a few months until the 2021 Masters coming up in April. Johnson will be the defending champ, uh, will probably be the, the favorite, the prohibitive favorite going into the 2021 Masters. Um, but it was a fun weekend, Lindsay. I thought there was a lot of really cool golf, a lot of cool stories that came out of it. Cam Smith, uh, the, the only player in Masters history to shoot four rounds in the 60s. He finished second, so... Uh, a really entertaining weekend I thought and one of the guys that a lot of people in the golf world were rooting for uh does it and gets the green jacket that he had been chasing for so long
1: and it was cool to see after you know finishing up runner up to Tiger to have Tiger put the jacket on him this year and it, it was just really cool all around I think
0: yeah so a, a Masters that like you said won't be forgotten for a lot of reasons um but certainly Dustin's first green jacket Potentially the first of a couple um, is something that golf fans are going to remember for a long time. Lindsay, thanks for doing this. We'll be back with another episode of the end zone podcast coming up later this week. We'll be breaking down Friday's big games, including those state playoffs, those state championships in South Carolina, a couple of region title games here in Georgia for the final week of the regular season. That'll be coming up later this week for Lindsay. I'm Jake. Thanks for listening everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.